Day 3 of Totus Tuus's Novena to Mary, Mother of Our Faith With Papa Francisco's encyclical, Lumen Fidei, The Light of Faith Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day, and he saw it and was filled with joy. According to these words of Jesus, Abraham's faith was orientated towards him, was, in a certain sense, an anticipated vision of his mystery. So St. Augustine understood it when he affirmed that the patriarchs were saved by faith, not faith in Christ already come, but faith in Christ who was to come, faith stretching towards the future event of Jesus. Christian faith is centered on Christ. It is the confession that Jesus is the Lord and that God has raised him from the dead. All the lines of the Old Testament gather together in Christ. He becomes the definitive yes to all the promises, the foundation of our final Amen to God. The story of Jesus is the full manifestation of God's reliability. If Israel remembered the great acts of God's love, which formed the centre of its confession and opened up the gaze of its faith, now the life of Jesus appears as the place of God's definitive intervention, the supreme manifestation of his love for us. That which God speaks to us in Jesus is not one word among many others, but his eternal word. There is no greater guarantee that God could give to reassure us of his love, as St. Paul reminds us. Christian faith is thus faith in full love, in its efficacious power, in its capacity to transform the world and illuminate time. We have known and believed in the love that God has for us. In the love of God manifested in Jesus, faith grasps the foundation upon which reality and its final destination stand. The greatest proof of the reliability of the love of Christ is found in his death for man. If giving one's life for one's friends is the greatest proof of love, Jesus offered his for everyone, even those who were his enemies, so as to transform hearts. This is why the evangelists located the culmination of the gaze of faith in the hour of the cross. Because in this hour, the height and the breadth of divine love shines forth. St. John will place here his solemn testimony when, together with the mother of Jesus, he contemplated the one whom they have pierced. He who saw it gives witness, and his witness is true. He knows that what he says is true, so that you also may believe. Dostoevsky, in his work The Idiot, has the protagonist, Prince Mishkin, say at the sight of the painting of the dead Christ in the sepulchre by Hans Holbein the Younger, that picture could make someone lose faith. The painting portrays, in fact, in a very raw way, death's destructive effects on the body of Christ. 
And yet it is precisely in the contemplation of the death of Jesus that faith is strengthened and receives a dazzling light. When it is revealed as faith in his unshakable love for us, which is capable of entering into death in order to save us. In this love, which did not recoil from death, in order to manifest how much he loves me, it is possible to believe. Its totality conquers every suspicion and allows us to entrust ourselves fully to Christ. Now, the death of Christ reveals the total reliability of God's love in the light of his resurrection. As the risen one, Christ is the reliable witness, worthy of faith, the solid support for our faith. If Christ is not risen, your faith is in vain, affirms St. Paul. If the Father's love had not made Jesus rise from the dead, if it had not been able to restore life to his body, then it would not be a fully reliable love, capable of illuminating even the darkness of death. When St. Paul speaks of his new life in Christ, he refers to faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. This faith in the Son of God is certainly the faith of the Apostle to the Gentiles in Jesus, but it also presupposes the reliability of Jesus, which is based, yes, on his love even unto death, but also in his being the Son of God. Precisely because Jesus is the Son, because he is rooted in an absolute way in the Father, he was able to conquer death and make life shine forth in its fullness. Our culture has lost the perception of this concrete presence of God, of his action in the world. We think that God is found only in the beyond, in another level of reality, separated from our concrete relationships. But if this were so, if God were incapable of acting in the world, his love would not be truly powerful, truly real, and would then not even be true love, capable of accomplishing the happiness which it promises. To believe or not to believe in him would thus be a totally indifferent matter. Christians, on the contrary, confess the concrete and powerful love of God, which truly works in history and determines its final destiny, a love which has made itself incounterable, which has fully revealed itself in the passion, death and resurrection of Christ. The fullness which Jesus brings to faith has another decisive aspect. In faith, Christ is not only the one in whom we believe, the highest manifestation of God's love, but also the one to whom we are united in order to believe. Faith does not just look to Jesus, but looks from the viewpoint of Jesus, with his eyes. It is a participation in his way of seeing. In many areas of life, we rely on other people who know things better than us. We have trust in the architect who builds our home, in the pharmacist who gives us medicine for healing, in the lawyer who defends us in court. We also need someone who is reliable and experienced in the things of God.
Jesus, his Son, is presented as the one who tells us of God. The life of Christ, his way of knowing the Father, of living totally in relationship with him, opens up a new space of human experience, and we can enter there. St. John expressed the importance of a personal relationship with Jesus for our faith through various uses of the verb to believe, along with to believe that that which Jesus tells us is true. John also uses the expression to believe Jesus and to believe in Jesus. We believe Jesus when we accept his word, his testimony, because he is truthful. We believe in Jesus when we personally welcome him into our lives and rely on him, adhering to him in love and following him along the road. So as to enable us to know him, accept him and follow him, the Son of God assumed our flesh, and hence his vision of the Father also took place in a human way, along a pathway and through a journey in time. Christian faith is faith in incarnation of the Word and in his resurrection in the flesh. It is faith in a God who made himself so close by entering into our history. Faith in the Son of God made man in Jesus of Nazareth does not separate us from reality, but allows us to grasp its deeper meaning, to discover how much God loves this world, and unceasingly orientates it towards himself. And this leads the Christian to commit himself to, to live, the pathway on earth in a more intense way. Starting from this participation in Jesus' way of seeing, the Apostle Paul in his writings has left us a description of believing existence. The one who believes in accepting the gift of faith is transformed into a new creature, receives a new being, a filial being, becomes son of the Son, Abba, Father, is the phrase most characteristic of Jesus' experience, which becomes the centre of Christian experience. The life of faith, as a filial existence, is to recognise the original and radical gift which is at the base of the existence of man, and can be summed up in St. Paul's phrase to the Corinthians, What do you possess that you have not received? Right here lies the heart of St. Paul's controversy with the Pharisees, the debate about salvation through faith or through the works of the law. What St. Paul rejects is the attitude of those who want to justify themselves before God by means of their own works. The one who, even when he is obeying the commandments, even when he is accomplishing good works, puts himself at the centre and does not recognise that the origin of goodness is God. The one who works thus, who wants to be the fount of his own righteousness, sees it soon run out and discovers that he cannot even stay faithful to the law. Enclosed in on himself, isolated from the Lord and from others, as such his life renders itself vain, his works sterile, like a tree far from water. St. Augustine expresses this in his concise and effective language, 
ab eo qui fecit, te noli defecere, nec ad te. From the one who made you, do not turn away, even to turn towards yourself. When man thinks that by turning away from God, he will find himself, his existence fails. The beginning of salvation is openness to something which precedes one, to an original gift which affirms life and keeps it in existence. Only in the opening of oneself to this origin and in recognizing it is it possible to be transformed, letting salvation work in us and render life fecund, full of good fruits. Salvation through faith consists in recognizing the primacy of God's gift. As St. Paul puts it, by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. The new logic of faith is centered on Christ. Faith in Christ saves us because it is in Him that life radically opens up to a love that precedes us and transforms us from within, that acts in us and with us. This appears with clarity in the exegesis that the Apostle of the Gentiles makes of a text from Deuteronomy, an exegesis that plugs into the deeper dynamics of the Old Testament. Moses tells the people that God's command is neither too high nor too far away from man. There is no need to say, who will go up for us to heaven and bring it to us, or who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us. This closeness to the word of God is interpreted by St. Paul as referring to the presence of Christ in the Christian. Do not say in your heart, who shall ascend to heaven, that is, to make Christ come down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to make Christ come up from the dead. Christ came down to earth and rose from the dead. With his incarnation and resurrection, the Son of God has embraced the entire pathway of man and dwells in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Faith knows that God made himself very close to us, that Christ has been given to us as a great gift that transforms us from within, that dwells in us, and hence gives us the light that illuminates the origin and the end of life, the whole arc of the human pathway. We can thus understand the novelty to which faith leads us. The believer is transformed by love, to which he has opened himself in faith, and in his opening up to this love which is offered to him, his existence extends beyond itself. St. Paul can affirm, It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, and exhorts, May Christ dwell in your hearts through faith. In faith, the I of the believer expands to be inhabited by an other, to live in an other, and thus his life widens in love. Therein lies the very work of the Holy Spirit. The Christian can have the eyes of Jesus, his feelings, his filial disposition, because he is made participator of his love, which is the Spirit. It is in this love that in some way the very vision of Jesus is received. 
outside of this conformation in love, outside of the presence of the Spirit who infuses our hearts, it is impossible to confess Jesus as Lord. In this way, believing existence becomes ecclesial existence. When St. Paul tells the Christians of Rome about the one body which is all believers in Christ, he exhorts them not to boast. Instead, each one must be assessed according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. The believer learns to see himself starting from the faith he professes. The figure of Christ is the mirror in which he discovers his own image realized. And just as Christ in himself embraces all believers who form his body, the Christian understands himself in this body, in the original relationship to Christ and to his brothers and sisters in faith. The image of the body does not want simply to reduce the believer to part of an anonymous whole, to a mere element of a big wheel, but underlines rather the vital union of Christ with believers and of all believers to each other. Christians are one without losing their individuality and in service to others each one attains the very depths of their own being. So we understand why outside of this body of this unity of the church in Christ of this church that in the words of Romano Guardini is the bearer within history of the full gaze of Christ on the world. Faith loses its measure. It no longer finds its equilibrium, the space necessary to support itself. Faith is necessarily ecclesial in form, is professed from within the body of Christ as a concrete communion of believers. It is from this ecclesial place that the single Christian is opened up to all men. The word of Christ, once heard and by virtue of its own dynamism, is transformed in the Christian in response, and itself then becomes a spoken word, a confession of faith. St. Paul affirms, one believes with the heart and confesses with the lips. Faith is not a private fact, an individualistic concept, a subjective opinion, but is born from a listening and is destined to be pronounced and to become proclaimed. Indeed, how are they to believe in him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without a preacher? Faith thus becomes active in the Christian, starting from the gift received, from love which attracts us to Christ and renders us participators in the pathway of the Church, pilgrim in history towards its fulfillment. For the one who has been transformed in this way, a new way of seeing opens up, Faith becomes light for one's eyes. To Mary, Mother of the Church and Mother of our faith, we turn in prayer. O Mother, help our faith. Open our ears to the Word, so that we may recognize the voice of God and His call. Awaken in us the desire to follow His steps, going forth from our own land and welcoming his promise. Help us to let ourselves be touched by his love so that we may be able to touch him with faith. Help us to entrust ourselves fully to him, to believe in his love, 
above all in moments of tribulation and of the cross, when our faith is called to mature. So in our faith, the joy of the risen one, remind us that the one who believes is never alone. Teach us to look with the eyes of Jesus, that he may be light on our path. And may this light of faith always grow in us, until we arrive at that day without sunset, which is Christ himself, your Son, our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.